Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my God. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Shot, shot three. three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk. Welcome to Three Shots In. I'm Jake. I'm Jess. And this is episode 21. 21. And the topic for tonight, trains. Trains. Mm-hmm. 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 You can ride them. You Travel can, on you them. You can run them. You can ship things. Boom. You can you can train someone. You possibly. can yeah, you can run a train on someone's vagina. <laughs> or ass. Or one, both. One of one or both of them. I actually have no idea how it works. Got three holes. That's true. I just assumed that you were facing the other way. Reddit has taught me dark things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into such dark things, Jessica, will you do something very light and wonderful and good? Will you thank our beautiful, wonderful patrons? I would love to thank our beautiful, wonderful patrons. The ones that aren't ourselves, because we are on the patron list. That's true. They are Mom and Dad, Terry and Danny, Sweet Sam, TJ, Ricky, Jeremy, David, Abria, and Thomas. Thank you guys so much for being our patrons. We appreciate you so much. You're helping us pay off the sound equipment, helping us to reach new heights as podcasters. We love and appreciate you. Yes, we are able to achieve new feats, thanks to you, including Three Shot Cinema, Mm -hmm. which is currently up and running on our Patreon. Although the double feature has yet to be published. What the fuck? Sorry. Jesus H. Sorry. Anywho, that will be published post-haste. Post-haste. So. This weekend, probably. Probably. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) All right. Well, shots. Jessica, we had wonderful shots tonight. We did. They got us both properly fucked. Yeah, seriously. It was the Hendrix Limited Edition Neptunia Gin. Yes, so Hendrix every now and then puts out limited edition gins, different That's mixes. True. and they, they call it from their Cabinet of Curiosities. Right, from their Cabinet of Curiosity series. Uh-huh. And we've tried Hendrix Lunar and Hendrix Orbium. Yep. This is Hendrix Neptunia. Now, with, with both of the, the prior the Lunar and the Orbium, I recall us hating them at first and then loving them later. Yes. After we let them breathe for a while. Jessica decided, hey, let's let this breathe now. So she opened this bottle of gin actually like a week ago. As soon as you brought it to the house, I mm-hmm. opened it up and I left it open for several minutes, then recorked and put it in the cabinet. And that apparently was key. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the first shot had some burn, had some burn to it. It scorched me. Right. The botanicals raped all of the taste buds that I had. Mm -hmm. Penetrating botanicals. Yes. But nonetheless, it was delicious. And the second and third shot was just pure deliciousness. I quite enjoyed it. Yes. Especially with a little little wedge of lemon. I wasn't a fan of the wedge of lemon. It was okay. I enjoyed the lemon. I think the lemon lemon overpowered the botanicals. Okay. Kind of got rid of them. Alrighty. And I liked that part. But anyway, drinks. Tonight, we're drinking Shinerbach. Shinerbach, the wonderful Texas-made beer. Yes. Um, it's delicious. It's got a ram on the front, which is cool. There's a ram on it. That's true. It's got those curved horns. You know he just slams those into into other rams that are trying to have sex with his woman. Nothing finer than a shiner, it says on the bottom of the can. That's clever. That's clever. I actually really enjoy Shinerbach, so. 
Uh, that's our go-to when we don't have um, oh. any cocktail mix Hold on. It says serve cold and often. Huh. Clever. <laughs> Clever. That's good. I love me some Shiner. Yes. It's fantastic. I enjoy it. Life updates. Life updates, 10 words or less. Yes. You go first. Been playing Mass Effect, pulled all-nighters, only one, pulled all-nighter, karma, attacked me hard. Is that why you were so tired the other day? No. Oh, yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) We were supposed to record yesterday, and you were too tired to do it. I was falling asleep. Now, mind you, I also had a really bad headache, but- um, like I had, I, I fell asleep and then woke up at like two in the morning and was just awake. Oh, I hate that. Was wide awake. And I was on my phone for like an hour and then I was like, okay, whatever. I'll go, I'll play video game and for like an hour or two and then sleep for an hour or two and then go to work. And I didn't sleep at all after that. I was awake. That but sucks. Fun fact that you remember that. So that night, right. I'm awake. It's now like six in the morning and I was like, okay, well I'm not going to, I don't, I really like, I got to like a good point to like pause it and save and just leave. Like if I do something else, then it's going to take me like an hour or two. I don't have time for that. So I was like, okay, let's just leave it here. And I went and I sat on the couch, just hanging out. And the fucking cat, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like literally one of them knocked like a piece of paper off of a table and it scared the other one so bad that he made all sorts of noises, right? The cat noises, like wow, wow, the crazy cat noises. Right. And clawed my foot <gasps> so bad I was bleeding immensely. <laughs> there is currently, there are cuts along the top of my foot, along three of my toes, and in between uh, three of my toes. Gross. In the gaps. No. I don't understand how. My toes are pretty close together, right? They, there's no. There's not a lot of room in Cat between. Cat claws are really thin though. Went in between my toes and clawed up and through them, and oh, every damn. step is pain. Yeah, uh, Danny's cats are cute. I hope I never own a cat ever. I yeah. have no interest in ever having a cat. I hate cats. I don't I don't I don't need cats. I like my cats. They're cool, right? Like they're cool, you know, and soft. Mhm. And I like wrestling them. They're very but cute. I but prefer dogs. I love dogs. Now, that's not to say dogs don't come with their own. They're still animals, you know. Mine is 90 pounds, you know. Yeah. There, there's a lot that comes with that. Like she kind of just She's one of those dogs that gets really excited and likes to twirl. That kind of means anything in the way of her swinging ass is knocked to the ground. Absolutely. And so she has broken many things that way. But she's adorable and I love her. Yes. And she will never, you know, like many YouTube fails, climb onto a shelf of books and knock over my TV, my expensive plasma screen. She'll never do that. No, the cats will. The cats will, though. Guess what that little fucker did? What? I was eating a muffin and I set it down on the table and he... Fucking knocked it over. He, <laughs> he pushed it onto the floor. I thought you were going to say he stole it. No, he fucking didn't even eat it. Literally just <laughs> went up on the table and I was like too far to like reach him. But I didn't even notice that he was like there on the like coffee table. Uh-huh. And just, I don't know, I hear like, blah, 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 blah. And I look over and like fucker like was just batting shit off the table <laughs> and including my muffin. <laughs> Got my muffin. All, it was a chocolate muffin, Jessica. There were chocolate chips. Was it that banana chocolate muffin? Yes. They're there so were, good. There, were, there was chocolate on my carpet. Wow. Yeah, I was pissed. Cats suck. Cats suck. <laughs> well, I guess we should spin the wheel now. Um, False. You haven't said your update. Oh, I haven't updated. Okay. So we need an update, Jessica. The people got to know. 
mm-hmm. booked a hotel this weekend for Scarborough Renaissance Fair with friends. So you're going to a Ren Fair? I am. There's a Scarborough Renaissance Fair here in Texas. It's actually really great. Do you think they're going to be playing Scarborough Fair? Uh, Maybe. I didn't hear that the last time. By I Simon went. and Garfunkel? I didn't hear that. I was actually actively listening for that, and I didn't hear it last time. But there were like like live harpists and like people playing the mandolin and stuff like that. Were they playing? No, none of them were. I feel like that would be a great song for a mandolin or a probably. harp. Probably. It would be it would sound really pretty probably. Yeah. There was a bearded male mermaid there. A merman? Merman. Yes. Wow. TJ just talked about them's Mer-person. them's mer people. A merson. Yeah. There was a merson there with a beard. A hairy man, merson. Was he walking around? No, he was swimming. He was actually in the water. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's way worse. I know. <laughs> I didn't get to see him last time. I really hope I see him this time. So you booked a hotel. Where are you staying? I don't know. Sam is and it? TJ figured out which hotel we were staying at. Oh. Well, so, the reason why I asked is me and Danny are, are big fans of the Hyatts. We only oh. stay at Hyatt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They love I, us at the Hyatt. They love you at the Hyatt? They just love us. Yeah, I have no idea where we're staying. I'll we're, let you know if it's a Hyatt. Though. We're rewards members. <laughs> they love us. They offer, we get, we offer get you special, free rooms. We get special treatment <laughs> at the Hyatts. Okay. Um. So anyway, not sure what hotel we're staying at, but we are all going together. And originally, Sam suggested- Oh, four of you staying in the same room? That was Sam's suggestion, was that we, we get one room and we split the cost, and we just get one of those rooms that has two queen beds right next to each other. And uh, I turned that down hard. Good. That is that was a good call on your part. First of all, I was like, but we can't bone loudly. How am I supposed to get pregnant? <laughs> um, and then also, I still snore like a monster. So I and then TJ like is such a light sleeper when me and Sam are hanging out at her place like late into the night. We have to like watch our volume because even in the other room, he will hear us and won't be able to sleep. He's one of those really light sleeper. And so I was like, that's a bad idea. Let's yeah. not do that. No. Plus, you want all four of you to share a bathroom. No. With Terry. <laughs> <laughs> and TJ, who's lactose intolerant. Yeah. No, Don't thanks. Think so. No, thanks. Don't think so. No, two rooms was a good choice. I thought so. Plus, you get the king bed. I don't know what we got. Oh, or you got a sleeping bed and a sex bed. You could do dirty <laughs> things in the sex bed. I'm sorry. I've never heard it called that before. Are you are you saying that in your past hotel rooms, you have a bed that you sleep in and, and a bed that you sex in? There are certain things that shouldn't be done in a bed that you sleep in, Jessica. And those things are done in the sex bed. <laughs> Make sure you leave a tip for the maid. <laughs> she deserves it. All right. Okay. Um... Yeah, so not sure what our plans are for the beds necessarily, but I am glad that we have a room that is our own. Nice. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to go to Scarborough. We're going for the weekend. So we're going to go Friday night, go to the Ren Fair Saturday, and then Sunday. I think we're just going to like hang out around the area. There's a lot of cool stuff around that area. Maybe we won't even do that. Maybe we'll just like buy a bunch of junk food and alcohol and play games and stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Anything could happen. So those are the best weekends, the mm-hmm. weekends with very little planning involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Jessica, now it is time to spin the wheel. Will you please spin it? I will. Very 
generous of you, Jacob. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm giving sometimes. You are. Just like this, Wheel Spin was clearly given by a fan, we'll say. A, a devoted listener, even. Okay. Is it specific to, like, stuff we've talked about? It is. Okay. Are you ready? All right. It's, it's a long one. Okay. If you had to be spit-roasted between Paul Giamatti and Nicolas Cage... Ew! Like, with their dicks? With their penises, I'm Gross. assuming. You're spit-roasted with their penises. Who is fucking your face? <laughs> and who is raw-dogging you from behind? Yes. So, I know for a fact who this is from. Um, who would this be from? Because I remember receiving this and adding it to the wheel. Okay. Uh, and I didn't remember until you finished the whole question. I'm pretty sure this is from Lyle. Ah, Lyle was a past guest on our show. Lyle was, yeah. If you recall, he was the morgue guy. That's right. Mm -hmm. On a... Crematorium guy. That that pod case. Pod cased. Yeah. Well, Jessica, you got to choose. The choice is made for you on the spit roasting. You are being spit roasted. Right. By Paul Giamatti. And by Nicholas Cage. And Nick Cage. You you get to decide who is on which end. Right. So, um... I mean, the answer... I mean, it's simple for me. Okay, well, hold on. It's easy. Hold on. I I think I've got some logic behind my choice. I have pure logic behind mine. I have a feeling Giamatti is one who I won't enjoy, but is one of those who is a little slower moving, you know? We'll say that. Okay. I think he takes his time. And I think he comes fast. Um, Nick Cage, I feel like is exactly the opposite of that. It just lasts for hours. I, I think he lasts a really long time and he just goes hard immediately right. and does not slow down. So I want him in the back <laughs> <laughs> where I can't see. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have Giamatti in the front where I'm just going to close my eyes. <laughs> you can't. And yes, I can. He wants to make that's eye contact. That's not part of it. Well, that's fine. You don't have to keep your eyes open. You can't make me stare at him over the horizon of his gut anymore. I'm just saying, Jessica, <laughs> he won't come unless you do. <laughs> All right. I guess my <laughs> eyes are stapled open. I'm staring at him until he's done. Hopefully that's maybe a minute, two minutes at most. Yeah. And I could do that. I could last. And then we'll just, you know, bide our time until Nick Cage is done. <laughs> Just play some dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, so opposite. Really? Opposite. Yes. I think that's a mistake. No, because I think that Paul Giamatti uh-huh. will have a um, a smaller piece. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that Nicolas Cage, and I, I think that that would that smaller piece would be you know better on the backside of the spit roast. All right. All right. Um, I also do feel like he would come fast, <laughs> especially with my sweet ass. <laughs> Your anatomy is very different to mine. So that makes sense. Yes. Um, Although what are you going to do with Nick Cage in the front? I'm assuming that Nicholas Cage will hear Paul Giamatti come because <laughs> Paul, he's loud, right? Paul's a loud comer. Okay. His O face. I mean, there's a reason <laughs> there's, there's a reason. Why he wouldn't want to do this in my apartment, okay? I got neighbors. They got kids. No one needs to hear Paul Giamatti come. Do you think Nick Cage would be inspired? Yes. Yes, I think hearing Paul Giamatti come in such a fashion would would cause Nicolas Cage to then bust within the next 10 seconds, right? He'd be like, oh, I'm coming. (laughs) I'm on my way, sweetie. (laughs) 
We the people. Oh, Stop we the people. Stop it! <laughs> Ew! <laughs> yes, and Nicolas Cage would then bust quickly as well, and I would have been the quickest lay that either of them had. Great. Yes. So, the decision is easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, very different answers. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Okay. Plus, I didn't want to look over the horizon of Paul Giamatti's belly. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had to a couple of times now, so I'm just numb to it. Well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jessica. Hmm. Um, it's time for my, yeah. my, sh- my story. You're up first. Trains. Trains. While you grab your shit, I'm going to pee. Have to pee again? Yes, already? I got to pee again. I got to pee. You what? just peed before I we started. I got to pee. So I did some research. Yeah. On people who work on trains. Who work on trains? Yes, conductors. Like engineers? And engineers, as well as people who have had experiences with, like, with or around, like, train equipment or in train yards. Like, like the old time trains? No. Like the, who built the trains? Mm, I don't know. The Archibalds, maybe? I don't know. Or the the Fords? So not about that, because I don't know. Okay. I did not do research on that. Yeah, yeah, fuck them anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, no, someone on Reddit a while back decided to ask train conductors and engineers their, like, creepiest, weirdest, goriest experiences. Oh. And they answered. Hey, remember when we watched that video of the trains hitting cows? I super remember that. (laughs) And this, there's a lot of that in here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The first one, it says, probably the strangest and most messed up thing would be the time we hit a flock of sheep going 70. Ah. No idea how they got there. I guess the fence fell over or the gate was left open. But the first I saw of them was what appeared to be long grass covering the tracks ahead. A second later, we realized that they're sheep. Interesting. We decide to lean on the whistle, hopefully to scare them off. In a matter of seconds, we were on top of them. (laughs) (laughs) Can't forget the awful, continuous noise. Nor can I unsee the bits of wool and guts being flicked up onto the windscreen. Yep. The smell itself was horrendous, especially once the sheep began to cook on the hot traction of the motors underneath. Oh my god. (laughs) I didn't think about that part. Right? Next up. Yeah, because trains can't stop, guys. Not quickly. No. That's for sure. They break for like a mile. Yeah, it takes a while. takes a while. Now, next one says a homeless person was found dead inside a hooper car. What's a hooper car? A hooper car is the kind of car that is open on top. They typically hold like grains and plants and oats and uh stuff. I'm assuming they figured since it was summer, they wanted to get more air circulation. So they hopped into one of the open top cars. Well, the car was filled with grain and no one checked the inside of it first. Oh my God, he was suffocated so by grain? So he was buried in grain and suffocated and they didn't discover his body until the car was unloaded. Oh, uh, he was just taking a nap. Poor guy. All right. Maybe look, right? Like maybe take a peek in there? Maybe take a peek, you know? But that's just it. Maybe, I mean, I assume- You're driving with an open top? That. But if it's open top, like animals are shitting in that. Yeah, you're you driving know? You're driving that hooper all around There's with an open it. top. There should there, there could be some gross shit in there. That's gross. What if a cat, cat climbed in and it had a litter? Of Are you going to drop kittens. all your grain in there? That's what I'm saying. Like, just peeking in. Just shoo them out. Yeah, take a, take a little peek. Yeah, you'd think. These are interspersed also with creepy stories. Oh, I like creepy stories. And I believe this is one of them. Oh, it's not. 
We'll get there though. Okay. This guy says, it's been a while since I've heard the story, but my uncle was on a through freight train heading home. They passed a pasture. Apparently a cow had escaped the fenced in pasture and made its way onto the tracks. Ah. Happens a lot. A lot of animals, for some reason, when they're running from a train specifically, decide that it's best to run directly down the middle. Yes, yeah, As line. opposed to just stepping off and going in, in, in literally any direction except for straight. Kind of like Charlize Theron in Prometheus. Charlie Theron in Prometheus could not figure out a different way to run. This cow was very much like her. And it took off in a sprint from the train as the engineer blew the horn and tried his best to slow the train down. However, this was a losing battle. Yeah. The train gradually overcame the cow. <laughs> <laughs> it said, the, he says, he or she says, the coupler on the front of the engine lifted the cow by its ass and rolled it underneath it, underneath the engine. As the now dead cow tumbled under the engine and the following cars, some part of it caused an air hose to separate, which causes the train automatically to apply its emergency brakes. This means that the conductor has to walk the whole train in order to inspect it, figure out what caused the brakes to apply, and he discovered the air hose. Okay. So he hopped down, inspected the now gore-covered train, and eventually found the air hose separation, which was about four cars back. He coupled the hoses back together, and as he looked up from the hoses, he noticed the tail of the cow was hanging down from one of the knuckles. It says, my uncle being kind of a gross asshole thought it would be really funny to bring the tail to the engineer. (laughs) (laughs) So he grabbed the tail and he pulled a little to dislodge it from the knuckle and attached to the tail came what he called a meat donut. (laughs) Ew. Which of course was the cow's asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Really nasty. But that's about what I'd expect after... An animal got hit by a train, you know? Yeah. They explode. Literally. Just in pieces. Yeah. And this gets a lot gorier, by the way. Meaning like that, but not with a cow, with humans. A locomotive engineer from the Northeast U.S. with 15 years of experience. He tells a tale about, aside from dead animals, I think finding a body that had been hit by a previous train might have been the creepiest thing I have ever encountered. I've hit a few cars and people before, but I never had to go back and look. That's usually the conductor's job. The person we found wasn't really identifiable as a human being, just a pile of meat. What gave it away were the scraps of clothing mixed into the pile. Gross. Super gross. Gross. As far as weird things, there are a few people out there that are really in love with trains. Like the train guy on TikTok? I don't know. He's, he's a British dude. Really into trains. I tried to find a story about him, but there was just nothing interesting enough. No. In a much grosser way. Oh. In love with trains. Oh, like a strange addiction type of love. Something like that. He says, you can use your imagination as to what these grown men do in the middle of nowhere at 2 a.m. And I was like, um, excuse me? What are they doing at 2 a.m.? Yeah, what are they doing? And someone left a comment. They stand on the rails and race to see if they or the train comes first. So it's interesting. I'm assuming that means dudes talk about jumping. do do or die. That's what Am I'm, I right? It's very daring. So like I'm going to jump in front of this train and masturbate and hopefully I finish before the train hits me. I'm not going to lie. I think under that, that amount of pressure, I would get hit by the train. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Well, maybe this guy did. And that's why he was found in, you know, a pile of pulp. 
And to expand on that, another another uh, experience by by a conductor. He says he or she, new conductor here, can confirm that the people you see sitting in their cars near the tracks are definitely fapping to trains. We call them foamers. Ew. Mm-hmm. And on the subject of foamers, apparently some of them aren't as daring. They don't always jump in front of the tracks and whip out their penises. Some of them just take pictures, you know, to save for later. Okay. This one says, I've got a relative who was an engineer. This would have been in the late in the late 80s, early 90s. He ran a freight line that went through the middle of nowhere on this really pretty stretch that they had to slow down for, probably like 30 miles or so. And they had this guy who would make them stop completely by parking his car on the road crossing. He did this like three times just to take a bunch of pictures of the train. So they chewed his ass every time. This didn't stop him. And he must have driven at least a couple miles, a couple hundred miles out of his way to do that because he had an out-of-state license plate. And they truly were in the middle of nowhere to the point that like if you called the sheriff to report something, it would take like an hour for them to get out to you. Right. Not sure what the protocol would have been back then when it came to like train stuff going on. But anyway, the story says one of the guys on the train was just a few weeks from retirement. So he didn't give a fuck. On their next trip out, he brought a gun and started shooting at the guy's car when he saw it stop in the exact same spot. The guy ran back to his car and drove out of there like a bat out of hell after he got his car got shot a couple times (laughs) and they never, ever saw him again. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, like, what the fuck are you doing? I wonder if there's an old law that allows train conductors to carry and fire their their firearms like basically like willy nilly Mm -hmm. because like train heists used to be a thing. Well, yeah, I almost did my stories on those, but they were all kind of the same story. Yeah, same. Uh, like train conductors used to used to carry like and everyone working on the train would carry and they'd have rifles and handguns because if someone came to rob the train you would kill them so I wonder if those old laws still allow them to carry and fire with kind of like just willy-nilly I don't think so in this story it kind of implies that like they were in the middle of nowhere so what was he gonna do about it he was also kind of breaking the law that's badass though Mm mm-hmm justice anyway next up and very similar to foamers except this one probably wasn't a foamer, just someone really high. It says, I work in Houston as an engineer. We usually putt around town between 10 to 20 miles per hour, slow enough for a naked crackhead to jump out of the bushes by a city park. (laughs) (laughs) A naked crackhead. They'll get you every time. (laughs) To jump out of the bushes by a city park and start pleasuring herself in front of our engine. Oh, it's a she? I guess she really liked trains. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Or they're so big and forceful. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe and they go in- through tunnels with ease. Oh my gosh, that must have inspired her. So now we're going to move into the less funny stuff. More shocking. Okay. This one says, my dad was an engineer for a while. He was working at a station one day and there was a woman crying on one of the benches. A few of the staff asked if she was okay or if she needed help. She totally ignored them. Next thing we knew... She threw herself in front of one of the express trains, jumped up from the bench and sprinted straight into it. They were finding pieces of her as far as the next station along. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that'll happen. It did. And this brings me to an interesting fact. Apparently, this has happened enough in Japan. Interesting. I feel like Japan, I've heard a lot about suicides in Japan being an issue for a while. 
Like they have an entire forest where people just go to hang themselves and stuff. Well, it's because they're not they're not allowed to watch porn. Is that why you think? Probably. <laughs> what? They, they, they only, can't handle the penises being blurred. The only porn they can watch is fucking manga. And that's gross. <laughs> fucking hentai. Hentai. They just can't stand it? No, they'd rather die, apparently. Okay. Well, enough of them have thrown themselves in front of moving trains that the Japanese government now charges fees to their families after they do so. Whoa. Yeah. What kind of fees? I don't know. I didn't look into it. They, But it's like against the law now. And if you're dead, the fee passes to your family and they have to pay it. So to do so would be leaving a burden behind on your family. Not if you kill your family first, right? If there is no family. Gotta think right? ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah. So kill them all first. And kill then. your entire family first. <laughs> so they don't have to pay the few thousand dollars that it is. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Anyway, next is um, not someone who worked on a train, but someone who ended up doing work in a train yard. It says... I work as a backup janitor when the normal one isn't available. I've seen some very weird things at the places I've cleaned. There's the usual needles and cans, not that shocking after a while, but the weirdest thing I've ever seen was when I was called out to a train yard to clean out some disused engines. These things hadn't been used since like the mid 90s and they were gonna be sold for scrap, so they were a little too battered in order to just pass off. I was warned beforehand that there might be a bum inside one of them. But I kind of brushed that off. I've seen many bums in the various places I've cleaned typically just run off when they see me coming. So I picked up my bucket and I got in the company truck and I went out to the disused part of the yard where the trains were. Very routine. And as I'm driving out there, I noticed that I left the keys to the trains back in the office. Oh well, I figured. These things are so old, the door probably isn't even there anymore. So I drive out to the engines, I park my truck and I get out. Nothing crazy at this point. So I walk up to the railing and I kick in the door with a little force. It didn't even have a lock anymore. So I walk in and I immediately notice something's a little odd. Everything inside is in near perfect condition. Great, I think. One less room to clean. But then I notice something extremely disturbing. There's a skeleton perched against a wall. I notice it's wearing a leather jacket and it's clutching a bottle of pills in a bony hand. Turned out, it was a suicide. I walk a bit closer and I grab the pill bottle from its hand. The prescription date was October 9th, 1996, which was over 10 years ago. So this guy had been rotting in a train for 10 years and nobody noticed he was even gone. I pressed the button on my radio and I told the guard to call the cops. There's a dead guy in here. He's been in here for a decade. About five minutes later, a cop car pulls up and an off-duty cop steps out. He walks up to the train. Turns out this man had been missing since 97 and nobody cared enough to look for him. He was an elderly dude, I guess he'd lost his wife, and he offed himself in a train, laid there for about a decade, and was never ever disturbed until now. What the fuck? (laughs) When they buried him a few days later, I was the only one who attended. All of his family, I guess, were dead, or they didn't care enough to come. Wow. Right? That was sad, Jessica. That was really sad. Why are you bringing me down? Well, because it's crazy. That is crazy. (laughs) Don't you think you would have taken a bone for yourself? No! Just like one bone, right? No! You're weird. I wouldn't have stolen anyone's bone. I don't need any extra bones. What if you had like a real human skull? No. Nah. That'd be cool though. Or like a jaw. To what? (laughs) Recite your Shakespeare? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what that means, but yeah. So this is a more creepy supernatural one? Supernatural. Maybe. 
Okay. Possibly. So this story goes, my dad, who's a no-nonsense six-foot-six dude, came home one night after a derailment, white as a sheet. He told my mom he met a man walking from the derailment who was in the woods. He honestly didn't think it was too weird. Some people like to go check out wrecks and derailments when they happen. Yeah. Anyway, my dad gets to the derailment. He says, hey, to my uncle, the cause of the derailment was a truck that had been hit and then pushed by the engine. Now, none of this is weird until my dad sees the man in the truck. So he just evaporated? It was the man he ran into in the woods on the way. Spooky. Spooky. So it looked like the exact same man he'd seen, just much more beaten up. Slightly, I'm sure. Yeah. The way my uncle put it was, quote, your dad almost passed out and had to sit down. He didn't say why, because you don't do that around railroad men. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming railroad men just don't show emotion. Yeah, they're hardened men. They're hardened men. Show no emotion. They don't have the weak (laughs) hearts of women. They are strong. (laughs) (laughs) So this one goes, I'm a freight conductor, and we hit a young lady walking between the two main tracks, probably like five in the morning. That sucks. And dead bodies are creepy enough on their own. But the craziest part is that I thought we had hit two different people. The woman that I saw was white, heavy set. She was in her late 40s, and she was walking toward the train, leaning out in front of us. When myself and the brakeman walked back to find the woman, who we found didn't match at all the person we'd seen. She didn't go under the train, so she was mostly still in one piece. We found a Latina woman who was very thin. Later, we found out she was in her early 20s. I honestly thought... I was either just crazy or maybe I wasn't paying as close attention as I thought. But when we were alone, the brakeman started asking me if we'd hit two different people. And he described the woman in her 40s, the exact same way I had seen her. Uh Uh-huh. Needless to say, we really had only hit one person. So he and I are convinced that this young girl was possessed by some... something evil. By an evil, overweight white woman. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that, and I didn't want to like change too much about what he was saying. She was possessed by the spirit of Karen. It, this is how he felt. It was Karen incarnate. He said, the face I saw before we hit her still pops into my mind occasionally, and it was evil, twisted, and full of pain. What kind of pain? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to make another fat joke. You asshole. <laughs> well, what the fuck? He's saying that it was a it was a dark spirit that possessed this Evil. woman. I don't know. I don't know any fucking dark demons that are described there as are some people overweight there. white women. <laughs> there are some people out there who are really superstitious. Okay? So they thought she looked one way and then she didn't. And they thought evil had something to do with it. And maybe it did, Jacob. You don't know. True. I don't know. So we'll move on to the next story because that, that's the end of that one. Okay. This one says, working in a tunnel with two other colleagues one time, we all heard a woman screaming down the tunnel. Like in a movie, when a woman sees like a dead body or a man whips out like a loaded weapon. That that kind of like hysterical screaming. Yeah, when a man whips out a a loaded loaded weapon. (laughs) Uh, Two of us start to sprint toward the noise. We're thinking she's in trouble or something. And after about five to ten minutes, we realize there's nothing down there. There's nothing at all. There isn't any noise. There's no sign of people. Aren't there? Isn't there an animal that sounds like a screaming woman? Which one? I don't know. A bird? I don't know. I don't know. I've heard it before. <clears throat> like a coyote? Don't, isn't a coyote or like? I don't think so. A wolf? Don't they? 
Can't they scream like a woman? Not in the same way. You can kind of tell it's an animal. Oh, okay. We'll continue. Oh, it could be a bunny. You think Bun- it was a bunny? Bunnies scream. They do, but they sound like babies. They don't sound like women. Oh, good point. Anyway, so he, he or she says, we're so sure that we heard someone screaming. We go to the next station supervisor. He informs us that there absolutely is no one close enough for us to hear. Not working anyway. We were in the deep underground section of this tunnel and we all heard the exact same noise. That's pretty creepy. I've actually heard a colleague speak about walking alone in the tunnels, again, away from people close to him on some kind of night work, and he heard someone whispering. Ugh. Another colleague said he heard chains at an abandoned station. I'm really not someone who believes in the supernatural, but I have no reason to doubt these guys' stories they told me one-on-one. Very, it gets very quiet when you're on your own underground. So your mind plays tricks. I'm guessing whatever it was, it was still a really creepy experience. Probably, I bet. Right. Chain. This one was really weird. So the next uh, experience says, creepiest thing I ever saw was in West Philly. Hey, West West Philadelphia. Uh Uh-huh. That's where the Prince of Bel-Air was born and raised. Well, someone cut the head off a pit bull and they stuck it on sticks that they had arranged in the shape of a cross. Interesting. They placed it right beside the track. They stuffed fruit and flowers in its body where its head should be and spread flowers all around it. Ew. It was like it was there presented for them to see. And there was an unlit candle at the base of the cross. It looked like some fucked up voodoo shit. Yeah. Sounds like some some satanic mm-hmm. worship. Yep. Huh. And that's the end of what I collected as far as like other people's experiences. But I have a friend who is a train conductor. Okay. And so I reached out to him for this research and I asked him like, hey, do you have any crazy stories? Um, he didn't have any of like his own necessarily, but more like stuff he's heard happen to other people. I think he's only been working for a couple of years. And he told me that hitting people is something that happens a lot. Like people obvious, like obviously choose to die by train for some reason. Sure. There are people who decide that's the best way to commit suicide. It's gross, but it's quick. Right. And so they kind of just, you know, throw themselves in front of trains. And I guess they're given three days to recover after something like that happens. Oh, that's sweet. And then they have to return to work, you know? He also said that about half the people he works with have been shot at at work, I guess, because train yards tend to be in, like, really bad areas. People shoot at trains? People just start firing at, like, trains conductors and engineers and stuff just start shooting one train conductor not my friend but someone else said that in the area he works a lot of people will tie unwanted animals and pets to the railroad they just don't want them anymore so they tie them there and let the train handle it which is really sad to me um he also said sometimes when you're alone in the middle of nowhere really weird shit happens and i was like like what and he said it's kind of random you become really hypersensitive and you feel like you're in a horror movie. It really doesn't happen that much. But when it does, he goes, you walk really fast, really make sure you don't trip, look around a lot. And he was like, it's bad when you're in the middle of nowhere and you're alone. And then, you know, he said, we work outside in lightning a lot. If I die, it's either from getting struck by lightning or shot (laughs) by someone random. Who's who's hunting train conductors? (laughs) He goes, that's what I think about when I go to work. There are a lot of storms around here and people shooting guns. What the fuck? I don't know. (laughs) 
And I put, God, that sucks. We need to get you a rubber suit. And I sent him this picture. <laughs> One of those kink latex <laughs> suits. And he put, no, no, heat exhaustion is real. <laughs> he said, it's actually mostly a boring job. We do hit a lot of animals. Almost hit two dogs today. I feel really bad when I hit dogs. And then he said, we hit a lot more people than you'd think. Honestly, you got to be a fucking idiot to get hit by a train nowadays, though, right? I mean, yeah. It really is crazy to me that people still do get hit by trains. Oh, no. They There's don't. Train. There, it's one track. I can hear a train. It's coming. There's one track in front of me. It's about a mile away. Quick. Mm-hmm. Slowly walk <laughs> down the track. Well, he said there are a lot of like daredevils out there who will see a train coming and do that thing. Where, like, Stand as long as they can they and then wait, jump out of the way. And then they gas it across the tracks, you know. But he said that a lot of people end up dying when they test that kind of when they do that kind of thing with Amtrak trains. OK. Apparently Amtrak is really fast and pushes like 80. Yeah. And they can't tell that from far away. So they'll wait and wait and then they'll do it and lose. They lose. They lose. You will lose against a train every time. Yeah. Oh, and he gave me a little tip. OK. If anybody finds themselves stuck on a railroad track, I don't know why you would. Let's say you do. Like your car is stuck? Sure. Okay. And, or let's say you're on the railroad track and, you know, you're being stupid. And then the gates close sure. around you and the bells start going off. You can actually just run right through the gates. They're made to break off. Oh, I know that. In case of an emergency type of thing. I didn't know that. I would have tried anyway, you know. Yeah, they're, they're weak as shit. I would have wanted to survive and just done it. But apparently they're designed to break off easily if you need to get away. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. He said some people try to go around them. They do. Yeah. A lot of people die like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fools. He talked to me a lot about how, like, the railroad business, I guess, is uh, dying slowly but surely. Why? Because there's a lot about the railroad industry that's really expensive, he said. But that, for whatever reason, the people who run the companies believe that they can save more money by having one employee run the train instead of two employees running the train. So they're firing a bunch of people and not hiring new ones. Okay. And so they're short-staffed and expecting people to stay up for, like, the whole trip. Ah. And keep track of everything. And it's just not smart. So everyone's quitting and the industry is dying. Well, Jessica, that was very interesting. I thought so. I didn't know that train conductors kill people on the reg. Apparently so. Not on purpose. Right, right, of course. But that's very interesting. I thought so too. Maybe I should do like a ride along one time. On a train? Yeah. Maybe. Or a couple of times, maybe. I just, I just, just want to know, right? I just want to know what it's like to hit a cow or a herd of sheep. I just want to see the guts <laughs> just explode everywhere. Guts you know? and wool flying yeah. up into your face. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You got the windshield. It protects you. You know, they got wipers, maybe. I don't know. Sure. That'd be cool. You can walk the whole train with the conductor to make sure, you know, that the train's okay after you run over a cow. Yeah, I want to grab a, t a fucking cow leg and, uh, and rip it out. From, a tail with, an, uh, with a fucking anus still yeah, attached yeah, to it? Yeah, take it out. Just rip that donut out and just <laughs> toss it on the side of the road. Let a vulture get it or something. Gross. That'd be cool. I want, a, I want a hoof. I'm a gonna, hoof? I, would, I would take the hoof for myself. Okay. Put it in a bag or something. I don't know. Cool. There was one uh, story I found, and it was some guy who was new to the job. He got hazed. Uh-oh. And so they had, like, the, I guess the train had hit something, and he wasn't sure what it was. So he went with the conductor to go look at it. And all he saw was, like, a bunch of, like, like red pulpy glop. 
and he freaked out. And the conductor, I guess, told him that they had hit a suicidal teenager. Oh. And so he like almost vomited and it wasn't true. They had hit like a container full of tomato sauce or something like that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and so he was just fucking with him. That's fucked up. <laughs> I know. That's fucked up. I thought that was kind of funny though. I want to be, I want to be hazed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so fun. It'd be kind of funny. All right. It's break time. Break time. Yes. I've got mac and cheese waiting for me. Ooh. It's Kraft. Just kidding. It's off brand. Probably better. I don't like Kraft. You don't? Why? No. Because. It went organic a while ago. They're a big corporate and I hate them. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) I just don't like Kraft. I, I think their noodles are gross. It's mostly the same. Blech. So someone emailed us. Okay. They were not very chill. <laughs> what do they, you mean? They sent slanders, I'm sure. Oh! I could be mistaken because this was clearly written by a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> um, we We have a big following, you know with farmers and Southerners in general, and I'm not sure why, but one of them has sent us an email. Now the name, I will tell you their name. It is like I'm telling you, LOL. (laughs) Ah, so it's anonymous. Yeah, motherfucker. Although we do have your email address. (laughs) I'm gonna dox you. (laughs) Anyway, the message reads, this Horsica thing has got my mind turning. Great. Horsica is a proven mayor. Bearing folds and all, shouldering the podcast, etc. Oh, okay. While you, we're assuming that's me, seem to be as useful as a gelded show horse on a stud farm, that or a mule. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, you're... I'm assuming every single farmer who heard this is like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Whereas we're like, huh? Boom, roasted. Oh my God. I think gelded means like neutered. And I, mean, I am not gelded. <laughs> well, like I'm telling you, LOL, you can kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> like I said, I have your email. I'll dox you. <laughs> Thanks, though. We do love the hate. Gotta Keep say. Them coming. Yeah. Uh, any other farmers out there with some creative tongues? Uh, feel free to uh, bash us, bash me, bash Horsica. She deserves it. That's not my name. My name's Jessica. This episode about trains, love trains. Who doesn't love trains? You have little trains, big trains, electric trains. Elon Musk is making a train or something, I think. Sure. You know what's cooler than trains? Our sponsors, <laughs> we would like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft and Wizardry. Tilted Tinker is a company that makes woodcraft products. They make plaques with all sorts of, of hilarious sayings. Lots of sarcasm and underhanded insults. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories. That's right. And Everything is assembled by hand, all here in the United States. Made in the USA, and it is family owned. They are close friends of ours. That's the most I'll say. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. 
but they are fantastic and we do love their products. We own many of them. I have personally purchased several items. Oh yeah, when I get drunk, I buy a lot of their shit. It's pretty great. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. You can reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. Nice. You should go and you should buy something, listener, from their website because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. And they love us just like we love you. And the better these ads do, the better it is for us as well. That's right. We're not receiving payment in money per se, but in actual favors. No, no. And, and I want no, we're more. Not, we're not I getting, want more of them. That's not what we're getting. We're, yes. We don't get those. Yeah, they tinker with something, all right. Yeah, I remember waking up in the middle of the night <laughs> and hearing Billy Mays talk about, I don't even remember what his fucking products were. Can you remember Billy Mays' product? Um, Kaboom? Was, was, he, was he the Kaboom guy? I think so. Yeah. Kaboom. And the stain is gone. And the stain is gone. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Billy Mays, he talked to me in my sleep a lot, you know? R.I.P. Billy. Yeah. Goodbye, man. Danny doesn't know who Billy Mays is. She's missing out. I know. <laughs> I was so like, she's like the ShamWow guy. And now it's like that guy that does the, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> flex Seal. Yeah. The Flex Seal guy. He's much like Billy Mays. So those are big shoes to fill though. Yeah. Very difficult. Pressure's on. ShamWow guy couldn't stand the pressure. That's why he got into fucking coke and shit and went to prison. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know about that. Uh-huh. Flex Seal guy. He looks, he's promising. He's an up and comer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's got, he's got a chance. Jacob, are you in the know? I mean, I'm in the know. But I'm also in the No Republic. That's right. We are sponsored by the No Republic. They are a clothing brand who gives 20% of all proceeds to mental health awareness and suicide prevention in specifically high schools and colleges all around the United States. I didn't know that. Their clothing is unique and everything is done in-house. I heard that they ventured with a third party and that third party didn't work out. So now, that's right, everything is crafted by hand, shipped with love and care. Yeah, they're an awesome company. They always give back and... You can go on their website, The No Republic. Again, that's with a K, thenorepublic.com. Great customer service too. I reached out to them with a problem and they got back to me right away. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Normally people take like, you know, like within 24 hours, but how soon did they get back? Four hours. Whoa. How long did you not know what an iron lung was? What, 25 years, I guess, <laughs> goes by. Haven't you ever... Like, I don't know, seen an Iron Lung reference? No, Jessica. You watched The Big Lebowski, didn't you? Sure, There's yes. someone in an Iron Lung in that movie. Who? Remember when uh, the dude's car gets stolen and someone takes a bunch of poops inside it? <laughs> and they find a kid's homework inside and his name's written on the homework. So they go to his house and Walter Sobchak, a.k.a. Um, John Goodman, yells at the kid, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> And the kid, his father is in an iron lung. <laughs> you don't remember that? I guess I don't it remember that. It was a very that. important scene. All right, that was the break. Break's done. Break's done. I guess you should spin the wheel now. Yeah, it's my turn. Get your filthy hand away. I didn't touch it. Move.
I trying, didn't trying to it. snatch my I wheel. I wasn't even trying to. Mine. Anyway, uh, let's see. Okay, okay, okay. That's a good one. If you could kill off any character from a current TV show, who would it be? Oh my God, so many. Um, a current TV show. So the final season has <clears throat> not aired, we'll say. Also, try to avoid spoilers. Oh, man. Uh, no, it, current TV show, meaning like it's still popular now, not that it's over. That's what I think that means. Okay. That's what I'm going to choose. And I need time. You can go if you think of something. The mom from Stranger Things. Oh my God. You would kill her? Yeah, I think Winona Ryder should die. Why? Um, She just annoys me. You know, like first season Winona Ryder, I was fine with it. Yeah, I liked her in the first season. You know, season. she was crazy and whatever. She, she was, was literally just Winona Ryder. She was okay in the second. Um, And then everything past that. I'm just like, why are you still alive, Winona Ryder? Alive? You think she should have died by now? Yes. I haven't seen past the second season, so I yeah. guess you'd know better than me. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't, I just think, you know, lame, kill her. She just takes away scream time from the kids and I just want to see the kids. They are great actors. They're fantastic actors. They are awesome. And intriguing. Okay. Oh, and I like uh, <clears throat> the sheriff, uh, Jim Hopper. He's cool. Yeah. I like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know who I don't like? Who do you not like? Winona Ryder, the mom. I don't like her. Oh, would you, would you kill her character I would off kill if her. you could? Yeah. If, if, if the Stranger Things like story team decided to bring me on. They were like, hey, know, Jake, we need to kill off a character. Which character is it? I'd be like, hmm, let me think. Winona Ryder, kill her. The mom. The mom. Like, <laughs> wait, you don't even know her name. I don't need to know her name. All I need to know is that it's Winona Ryder and she needs to die. Bye bye. Now, this makes it sound like you don't like Winona Ryder. Personally. I don't have any. I don't have any qualms about Winona Ryder. I just think she's terrible in that show. Really? And she needs to go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Every character has had an arc so far. Except for Winona Ryder. She's the same. Okay. Um, I know one character from a show I'd kill off. Who? And it's because killing this character would kill off the whole show. Okay. Iron Fist. You would you would you would kill Iron Fist. I would kill Iron Fist so that there is no Iron Fist. Wow. Is he gonna die in some epic way? No. No. Based off of what I saw in that show, he'll die in a very like anticlimactic way. Like he he caught tuberculosis. Something. He got like, I don't know, Ebola and started like shitting out blood or something. That iron fist didn't help him in his <laughs> iron lung. Right? You know what it is now, so yeah. now you know how now to I say it. Now I can make that reference. <laughs> um, yeah, he would just, you know, it doesn't have to be a painful way. Like, I don't hate him in a personal way. I'm sure he's fine. Um, I just really fucking hated that show a lot. And I would love it if that show never happened. So I would kill that off, kill him off. So that he could never, ever appear the way he did in the show ever again. And I would spare the whole world that way. Wow. It's it's a very um, generous and charitable act. It sounds like it. I think it is. You should also in that list for next time, if this question ever comes up again, um, I've heard terrible things about the Batwoman show. Oh, no. Yeah. Kill off Batwoman. There's no Batwoman show. There is no Batwoman show. Wait, wait, you, you're going to have a show all about the... Alfred or the Batcave. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not going to get ratings with that. Right. You need Batwoman for Batwoman. Exactly. Killer. Right. Dead. Mm -hmm. Gone. All right. It is time, Jessica. Trains. Trains. So my first thought was, let's not look at trains. Let's try to find a play on the word. And so trains, you know, like, like a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. That's what I went with. So Tom Mansfield... 29 years old, was in fact a personal trainer. Oh. He was. He lives in uh, England, 
somewhere. Um, in Wales, sorry. Oh, okay. Yes. So he purchased 100 grams. That's three and a half ounces. So 100 grams, a bag of caffeine powder from Blackburn Distributions, which is a British sports supplements company. Wow. Okay, so now this is typically a lot of uh, like gym goers and performance enhancers and people. So will, was it's like pure caffeine. Pure caffeine, yes. So they'll they'll use it to like add to their like protein shakes or whatever so that, you know, they don't have to drink coffee or whatever to get a caffeine. They can just have their protein shake and in the they morning and can just good add to go. caffeine to it. Okay. So typically the typical gym goer uses between 60 mm -hmm. to 300 milligrams per serving. Okay. Okay. Remembering he bought a 100 gram bag. Yes. So you need one thousandth. You need one, is it 1,000 milligrams in order to have 100 grams? I yes. think so. So there you have it. Um, so he, unfortunately, his scale that he used to measure yeah. was broken. He was unaware oh, no. that the scale was calibrated to already uh, weigh two, two grams. Okay. Oh my God. Two grams. So when he added to make sure that he had the right number of grams, he accidentally had added already a lot more. Oh, he scooped word. about five grams oh my of God. powder. So now he- He's gonna have a heart attack. He then took a sip of the mixture, oh. thought this tastes great, and he drank the whole thing. Oh my God. On January 5th, 2021. Um, pretty soon after he began clutching his chest. Yep. Complaining that his heart was beating fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was reported that he then started foaming out of his mouth. Oh no. Paramedics arrived at his home and they tried to resuscitate him for 45 minutes before finally pronouncing him dead at the hospital. Oh no, poor guy. I know. So the coroner, um, he said that uh, Manfield, Tom, had been aiming for like the mid range of the dose, but quote, he got his maths wrong. Yep. Yeah. So post-mortem examination showed that he had caffeine levels of 392 milligrams per liter of blood, right? <gasps> a typical cup of coffee produces two to four milligrams oh my God. per liter of blood, meaning that he consumed equivalent of 200 cups of coffee. Oh, poor guy. In one go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, he, the cause of death was officially made caffeine toxicity. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, he did leave his wife and two kids. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Number two, this one is actually about a train train, like, like a choo-choo train. Oh, like train. a real train, like yeah. the trains I talked about. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this one is a murder mystery. <gasps> oh my We're gosh. talking about the murder of Deborah Lindsley. Okay. That's right. So Debbie, we'll call her, was born in Bromley, Kent, which is in the UK. Mm -hmm. in 1962. So in 1988, Debbie had moved out. She was living and working in Edinburgh um, as a hotel manager. She had returned to London because she was attending a hotel management course. And while she was there, she stayed with her parents and she visited her brother, Gordon. Okay. Now Gordon was getting married in two weeks and Debbie was going to be a bridesmaid at the wedding. So on one afternoon, specifically on March 23rd of 1988, Gordon gave Debbie a ride to the Petswood station where she boarded the 1416 to, to London, 
okay? It was the Orpington to London train. So 1416, that translates to about 216 is when the train is supposed to take off. Sure. So the train had many stops on the way. It stopped at Bickley, Bromley South, Shortlands, Beckingham Junction, Kent House, Pang East, <laughs> Sydenham Hill, West Dulwich, Hearn Hill, and Brixton. But then it would arrive at Victoria, which is where she was her destination at 1450. Okay. So all in all, this should be roughly a 34 minute train ride for Debbie. Unfortunately, this train ride would last a lifetime. Oh God. Oh, that's right. So this train, okay. I'm not gonna tell you what the name of it is because who the fuck cares, but it's an electric multiple unit, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I that, mean, that was helpful. It, who cares? It was made up of a mixture. Why did you even say what I kind of train it was? I don't know. I thought maybe someone is interested, but then I decided I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck them. I don't want no, what, what are they called? Foamers <laughs> masturbating to my words. <laughs> they play back slowly. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> 0.5 speed, baby. <laughs> See if I could come faster. Beat this train. Anyway, so uh, it was made up of a mixture of different carriage types. Some of the carriages were fully open, right, with a central gangway that ran the full length of the carriage. Now, um, others were unconnected or full width compartments. They had seating for 12, blah, blah, blah. Basically, the reason why they had different types of trains is because one train car was meant for uh, like your average person. The others were meant for smoking. You can smoke on those oh. because they were more open or whatever. Okay. So um, it's believed that Lindsley <clears throat> uh, Debbie was in train car number 15084, which was the smokers type. Okay. Uh, but not many people used them for whatever reason. Weren't and a lot of smokers. I guess. I guess there weren't a lot of smokers on this tr particular train. I don't know. Just wait, people who wait to smoke either before the train ride or after. It's I a 30 guess. minute train ride. You know, you'd think yeah. you'd wait, but whatever. Um, so British Rail had actually emphasized, right, prior to this incident, um, that trains always had at least some corridor-type carriages to give passengers the choice of the corridor or non-corridor compartments. So specifically, like, like the train cars for, like, smoking and non-smoking or whatever. But, like, the non-smoking ones, I think, were, like, there was, like, kind of secluded. Okay. Um, perfect for murder. Ripe for it, even. Now, I don't—what's a corridor car? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just assumed if you said it, it was relevant. I guess it's not. Hold on. Like for some reason. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So the difference between them is the car that you could smoke in that Debbie was in um, is not directly connected to the rest of the train. You could not walk from one cart to another when you were on that train, that compartment. Okay. So, so meaning you, if you're in that, compart that compartment when the train takes off you are in that you until the next stop stay at least. in that compartment until the end of the ride mm -hmm. okay yes so british rail was like mm, like you don't have to stay in those you can if you want but like mm, you're probably safer not being on there and debbie found this out the hard way so at some point before reaching her destination right so at some point in that 34 minute train ride she was stabbed to death she sustained 11 stab wounds to the face, neck, <gasps> and abdomen, of which at least five were to the area around the heart. Obviously, one of those heart wounds was the cause of death. Okay. Okay. When the, the train arrived on Victoria's platform, 
1450, okay, which is the exact time that it was supposed to arrive, a British rail porter um, did their like job as like walking through the train, making sure everything's cool and good to go. And he saw her body covered in blood. Some of the blood was discovered to be not hers, meaning she must have fought back some way. Got a little or blood. That thing happened where people who stab really like aggressively cut their hands, slip the hand slips to the blade, and they cut mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So she had defense wounds on her hands. Um. And a spokesperson for the Scotland Yard said that she must have been trying to defend herself from a sex attack, though police did not find any evidence of any sexual inter intercourse or any okay. nothing sexual appeared to be like her her clothes were still on you said this happened in 88 88 okay um so after this uh british rail member they had already given a warning about those kinds kinds of cars they began slowly phasing them out so that you know stuff just, like that just couldn't smoke happen before or after the train ride um and within a week of the murder it was announced that the number used on off-peak journeys right so not during the like prime time traveling or whatever, it would be reduced and eventually phased out completely. Um, And they even, uh, says, a broad red band was painted along the cantrail, don't know what that is, I'm assuming the center, like under the window, um, of the coaches without corridors to allow passengers to identify it before they board it. So So they know what the They know for a fact that car cannot travel to other cars, Mm -hmm. and I'll be locked in that car on my entire trip. Okay. So, obviously, there's a murder, there's an investigation. The Metropolitan Police's senior investigating officer, Superintendent Guy Mills, he described the crime as a as savage and brutal. He highlighted that because the compartment that she was traveling in had no corridor, that she had no means of escape, apart from through the side doors that would lead to the track. So obviously you're dead anyway, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, so. On account of the ferocity of the attack, Mills suggested he it was his idea um, that this was unlikely to have been the killer's first, okay? Okay. The short duration from B- Brixton to Victoria, right, says six minutes, which doesn't add up. Yeah. But six minutes suggested that Lindsley might have known her attacker. Well, the fact that some of the stab wounds were in the face makes it seem like maybe he or she did know her. Maybe. So, there were approximately 70 people that had boarded and departed the train, right, by the time that it had arrived at Victoria. The only potential witness appears to have been a French au pair, right? That means like a, like a... You mean an au pair? Au pair. That's like a nanny, right? Yeah. Who reported hearing loud screams soon after the train had departed Brixton. Okay. Now, of interest to police were the following people. There was a passenger who was described as a short, stocky man seen jumping from the train at Victoria. Interesting. Suspicious. There was another, a man who was seen leaving a compartment of the train at Penge East before reboarding, possibly, into Debbie's coach. Okay. Okay, interesting. A passenger described by police as a scruffy man with dirty blonde hair who alighted from the train at Penge East. Uh, police released an artist's impression of this man at one point. The last suspect was a man seen staring at women boarding the train at Orpington. Okay. These were their big key witnesses, mm-hmm. right? Or not key witnesses, key suspects. They really wanted to, to nail one of these guys. They thought maybe one of these guys did it. So the murder weapon was not found, but it was believed to have been a five uh, to like seven and a half inch long knife, right? Pretty standard. Um, in November of 1988, the au pair who heard the attack 
was criticized by the coroner for not pulling the communication cord, despite believing that someone was being raped. Um, she yeah. said that she was glued to her seat and contacted police only after she learned that a murder had occurred. Yeah, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the coroner highlighted that although passengers reported hearing a commotion, nobody investigated. And the inquest returned a verdict of un uh, unlawful killing. So obviously she was murdered. Right. And many people heard it and just did nothing did nothing and then got off the train and left it's not like they could have done anything in this particular case because they could not get on that train car they could have done one thing but they could have told someone right immediately like hey heard some not chill things happening but they did not um well, do you need help pronouncing something no no, no. <laughs> um so in response to debbie's murder the british rails eastern region um ordered its guards i guess they have guards for their trains to proactively patrol every train and be particularly observant for women traveling alone. So they were not going to let this happen again. Good. Right. Awesome. Um, and in addition to that, police advised that passengers should be vigilant on the railway, um, but particularly to avoid carriages where the only means of escape was directly on to the line or platform. So literally the only way that you can leave this train is if you're docked at a train station. The only way to get in or out of the cart. Okay. is when it is at a platform. So they're like, hey, be, be wary of that. Um, so Debbie's killer obviously had sustained some sort of injury. They left blood at the scene, which was collected and stored. Unfortunately, DNA science was brand new yep. in 1988. Dang. Um, and so the case went cold. Nothing was done of it. But advances in DNA um, made them decide to reopen the case in 2002 and a complete DNA profile was built from the sample of blood from Debbie's killer. So her case was raised um, in like popularity. I guess there's a famous dude who had a show called Tonight with Trevor MacDonald. It's I, just McDonald. No, it's Mac, actually. No, it's pronounced McDonald. MacDonald. I know, I see how it's spelled. Mac. I promise it's still pronounced McDonald. Well, I'm gonna call him Mac, MacDonald. Okay. That's fine. Big Mac. So, <laughs> um, he had promoted the, the investigation on his show. Um, and so this new investigation was passed to a cold case investigative section of the Metropolitan Police that was formed in 2000. And an extensive publicity campaign was launched uh, specifically in the Victoria Station. Um, and you'll like this part. There was even a peak time television crime scene reenactment <gasps> my favorite <laughs> so i'm assuming like forensic files got a taste of it got a whiff of this and decided to make something about it <laughs> love it i don't know case went cold again they, they found nothing in 2013 the leading officer of the case called it puzzling he said that the dna of her killer was a probable repeat violent offender but it matched absolutely no one in their database which means if this person did kill multiple people they never caught them at all in any crime nope I mean, they are still out there somewhere. The person who did this is either dead or still alive out there, not in prison. Another new investigation was like launched and they re-examined all the information um, from using the previous investigation's information. So a third time. Uh-huh, including tracing Debbie's 70 fellow passengers that day. Damn. So they, had, they tracked down people. They know the identities of at least 50 of them. They questioned them, but essentially were saying, hey, do you remember what you saw 30 years ago at a random train station? Saw more like, do you remember what you heard? They got absolutely nothing new. And the case is still cold today. Damn. That's right. Poor Debbie. 
straight murdered on a train mm -hmm. and no one knows who it was. Mm -hmm. Dang, dang. I know. Good stories. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do enjoy the, the good old fashioned murder mystery. Gotta be real careful with that pure caffeine powder. <laughs> oh, yeah, apparently. I would have assumed he knew what the risks were if you got the measurements wrong. I mean, he got the measurements wrong by a lot. It's his fucking scale. That means he's the one who said it to ignore the first like two ounces. It means it means that he had set down something on it that was weighed that weighed two grams, and he clicked reset so that now it thinks that with that on it that is zero grams because that's how you're supposed to measure food. You put like your bowl, you reset it the scale to zero. I know. I and have then a, you put your stuff in it, I and that's exactly food, how much it weighs. I have a food scale. So he must have forgotten that he had already set it to like negative two. Yeah. And so as he's putting his powder on it, he's like, all right, got the perfect amount. He had like 300 grams, 300 milligrams too many. Yeah. The, the proper amount. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Sucks to suck. Mm -hmm. Definitely had a heart attack and died. Caffeine. Well, and because he had the equivalent of 200 cups of coffee worth of caffeine in one go. Chugged it even. A single chug. Yeah. Down in one. Crazy. Unlike you, because you couldn't do your... um. Jaeger bomb in one. I couldn't. Yeah. Weak. I'm a terrible chugger. He could have chugged it. I'm used to Tom. short, short bursts of liquid. Oh, uh, <laughs> not, not a large, short, large quantity. Short squirts of liquid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jessica, spin the wheel. I will. Savage. <laughs> All right. If you could be reincarnated as a pet, which <laughs> would you choose or what would you choose? Um, there's a follow-up. Stop thinking. Not only are you a pet that's been reincarnated, but this follow-up question as well. Which celebrity would you choose to own you? What? Yes. Okay. You get to choose what kind of pet you are and you get to choose who your celebrity owner is. Oh, I, it's automatically a celebrity. Yes. Okay. So uh, you have to decide what pet you are first. Okay. Hold on. To make the game fair, if, no, I'm just going to say this one combination you cannot choose. Okay. You cannot be Keanu Reeves' dog. Why? You cannot. Why? It's too easy an answer. What do you mean it's too easy? He's made three movies about it, Jessica. I won't. It's it's unallowed. He would defend me with his life. He would, and he would give you belly rubs all the time. He would avenge me if I was if I was unceremoniously killed. Yes, he would. You cannot <laughs> be Keanu Reeves' dog. Why are you saying that like you knew it was what I was going to say? Because it was also my gut instinct. <laughs> <laughs> you would be taken such good care. I of. know, but no. In fact. We love Keanu too much. He's out. Oh, okay. No, he can't have any of us as a pet. <laughs> Fine. Um, well, if I was reincarnated as a pet, I don't know. You want to do that thing where we decide for each other what pets we'd probably come back as? You can't tell me I'm a horse. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's out too. If I can't have Keanu, you don't get to call me a horse. Fine. I think you'd you'd come back as a ferret. A ferret? A ferret. Why would I be a ferret? Because they're so mischievous and dickish, but everyone thinks it's cute. So people just take videos of them and put them on TikTok. Okay, well, you'd come back as a guinea pig. Why? Because they're fat and they stink. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be a guinea pig. You're, you're right, Jessica. I gave you personality types. You'd be a bearded dragon. Wait, what is that? Is that an iguana? Yeah. I'd be an iguana? Yeah, you'd be a bearded dragon. Why would I be an iguana? Because you're scaly. It's, it's slimy and and you you are fat, just like bearded dragons. I actually think you'd be one of those cats like yours who just knock shit off of shelves and yeah. tables and stuff. We all know I'd be a cat. You'd okay? be a cat. I get it. It's fine. And you wouldn't actually be a bearded dragon 
Or a guinea pig. What would Jess be? Ugh. You'd be a parrot. I would. You'd be a parrot. You would talk sh- all sorts of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking bitch. <laughs> right, so I'd be a shit-talking parrot? Yeah. And you'd be a terrorist cat? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and we're in, we're in constant battle. Yeah. I'm trying to eat you, you know? But I'm fast and I fly and stuff. Yeah, you fly. It's a, it's a cheat move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Face me. <laughs> Face me like a man. <laughs> uh, okay. So now that you know that you're a parrot who talks shit. Yeah. And I am an asshole cat. Yeah. We get to choose who our owners are. Mm-hmm. So how, how much of an asshole cat am I? Um, I'm like gonna... on a scale of one to 10, one being super chill, oh, never breaks anything and always lays down pretty. Or 10, like straight terrorist. I'm going to say you'd be one of those cats that is a straight up terrorist, but is also photogenic and does cute things when it's convenient so that they forget you are a terrorist. Okay. Okay. And to take full advantage of it, you know, and never, ever get in trouble for anything. You'd probably be owned by a like soft hearted single woman, probably white, who would just let you walk all over her think you're adorable and like I got the perfect person go ahead Chris Jenner <laughs> oh my god that's Chris perfect. Jenner well I will constantly be pampered right <laughs> I am constantly getting like blueberry scrubs done by like her little assistants you have blueberry scrubs on your cat body yeah yeah I would are you a hairless cat no okay no it goes they, they do like a massage it's massaged into my skin into your hair yeah your fur all of it okay and I'm breaking all of her shit and she's like, oh, it's okay. And she just buys more. And I just keep breaking it, you know? It's okay, little OJ. You think my name is going to be OJ? I don't know what she's going to call you. Jesus Christ, Jessica. You're scary. And you get away with things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> call me Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, if I'm, a, if I'm an absolute terror of a cat, I choose to be the Kardashians. I want to be in their life. I want to break their shit. That makes perfect sense. In fact, if one of the Kardashians doesn't tell my owner, Chris, to either get rid of me or take me to the pound, I would have failed. I need one of them to want me gone. They would, well, I feel like most of them would hate your ass. I would target Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's the weakest of them. I could break her. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm a parrot. Who do you imagine would own me? The asshole parrot? Probably someone who talks as much shit as me. Yeah, like either Dave Chappelle or Ryan Reynolds or mm. who else talks a lot of shit? You, I gave a descriptor. I didn't give you names. Oh, okay. Okay, let me, t- let me take that back then. Forget them. <laughs> um, you would be someone who you both just talk shit back and forth to each other, right? <gasps> Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Like old ass Joe Pesci? Oh, yeah. Like gold tooth Joe Pesci? Hell yeah. Huh. I would have been at his side through the Home Alone years. Oh, he nice. talks a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I, you know how there's that show like movies that made us on Netflix. Uh-huh. They talk about like the making of it and how it got put together and stuff. They wanted Joe Pesci for home alone and they showed him the script and he was like, there's no curse words in here. I can't be in a kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I guess his like policy is that when he receives a movie script, he reads it where fuck is like every other word because that's just how he naturally speaks. And so he decided to take the role anyway, because they really wanted him. And I guess it sounded fun to him. So that's why in the movie, when he should be cursing, instead, he's just like, like mumbling because <laughs> he wants to like scream and curse and say fuck all the time. Ah, oh, 
I would also if a little white six-year-old fucking terrorist was killing me in I his own home. I don't think he was six. Okay, however old. Who cares? Eight-year-old. Eight or ten or something. Whatever. Kevin McAllister is a... Is a <laughs> what is it? Uh, Miss Kevin, Kevin McAllister is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Pesci, I feel like. I'd be Joe Pesci's parrot. What would he name me? Something terrible. I don't know. I'd bite people, too. I just wouldn't bite him. You never bite him? No, I never would. Ever? No. Wow. That's love. That's love. I'd bite Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, I'd definitely bite Chris. You have to assert dominance. That's yeah. what. That's how you keep her, you know, submissive. This is my home now. <laughs> Thank you. I do appreciate it. In fact, I appreciate it so much. I'm not going to shit on your carpet right now. <laughs> but I don't know about tomorrow. It's a new day. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. You said it so assured. I'd bite Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be his parrot that's like really good with kids, but fucking hates adults, except for him, you know, and his closest friends and family. Nice. I'd be a guard parrot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd be a you'd be a spotter for the for the wet bandits. <laughs> yeah. I'd squawk, you know, uh-huh. when, when the the cops are showing up. Squawk. Fuzz is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Well, that does bring us to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. This is episode 21 trains. Uh, and it's over now. Yep. That's it. Feel free, listener, to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast to everyone who listens. Everyone who has ears, really, share it to them. They should be listening as well. Um, you can give us five stars on, like, so many different things. And you totally should. Because we actually donate that fifth star to you. Right back to you. So you give us five stars, we keep four, and you get one. Like, there's cash back yeah. on certain things. There's star back for us. Yes. So we, we rate you in our mm-hmm. hearts with that fifth star. So you really should give it. You should. Because you get some back. Yeah. And if you may leave a comment as you review as well, we'll throw in like, I don't know, a feet pick or something. I won't, but Jacob will. I got, I, I don't know. I, I would have said I had nice feet, but they got clawed to shit by my cat. That's true. Now I got scars all up on that bitch. All on your feet. Yeah. Well, maybe that's part of it. Oh, maybe that's like a kink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you're into that, give us all those ratings <laughs> and go to our website and go to three shotsin.com. And once you're there, you can find a link to our Patreon where you can subscribe and view and listen to all of the extra things that we post. There's a super secret. Don't even talk about it. I'll never tell you what it's called. Podcast on there called Three Shot Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. We watch movies, usually terrible, and we talk about them. Yeah, it's actually, it's more of an additional service to you because we typically watch movies you would never watch and then we let you know how truly bad they were. Yeah, Uh, almost all of which have have been pretty bad. Really bad. Uh, Some of them bad on purpose and funny. Yeah, we rate them out of of five sips. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it could be as low as zero sips. It could be as high as five sips. I don't think we've ever rated anything out of three or higher. I haven't. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet, so... Who knows? Maybe it'll change. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll change. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Join us next week. The topic, the topic is going to be something else, probably. That's It is. I got it right here in front of me. Guess what the topic is. I don't know. Oh, it's a good one. What is it? Defendant. Defendant. Yeah. Mm, so we're going to dip into some court cases. Maybe we're dipping into a court case. Maybe like a... That's about it. Like a, like a defense attorney. 
Because they represent defendants? Maybe. Okay. I mean, that's still court related. I don't know. Could be anything. Nope. That's one thing. It's court related stuff. That's what I said. Or it could be people that are being tried. In a court? Probably. (laughs) Okay. So who knows? Could be anything. Stand by for that. It's going to be only one thing, not anything. It's, it's court related stuff. I'm not hyping it up well at all. No, you're not. It's going to be really, it's it's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. Stay tuned. Go to Patreon. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe to that. Oh yeah. Also thanks patrons. We love you. We'll be right back.